I'm about that life. If you want to be about that life, connect with us on social media. Like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Live That Life Now, on Twitter at Live That Life 20, and at YouTube That Life. Contact us via inbox, DM, or email at livethatlifenow at gmail.com with feedback or show topic ideas. Every time we look up, we want to see you winning. Live Live that that life life now. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the continuation of our conversation on true forgiveness. This is a special part two. Yes. To last week's conversation on true forgiveness. So beware if you have not listened to part one. Yes. Do not get into part two yet. (laughs) Go back to true forgiveness podcast one. And then come back to this true forgiveness part two, where we really get in depth on uh, forgiving self, forgiving others, fake versus true forgiveness. And we become transparent in this as well. Right. Let's get into the episode. We're going to dive right in. Right hey, Sometimes. It takes the bad days. To appreciate the good ones. But no matter what, but you just keep winning. Just keep winning. Just keep winning. 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 Have you ever felt like you couldn't make it? Welcome to That Life Podcast, where we discuss love and relationships, spirituality and faith, career and education, pop culture, and everything in between. We give our take on it all as we navigate the path to living that life. As we said earlier, you have to forgive yourself. True forgiveness is yourself. And guess who deserves it? You do. You deserve. Mm -hmm. You deserve to walk in peace. You deserve to be weightless. You deserve to be free. And you have to find a way within yourself to seek that forgiveness for yourself. Absolutely. The other thing is, we talked about, you know, doing it when you're dealing with forgiveness for other people, doing it on your own time, in your time frame, your process. But let's talk about the fact that you get to determine what forgiveness looks like. The other person that wronged you, they don't get to determine what forgiveness looks like for you. Correct. You know, and so we touched on it earlier. We talked about that. Forgiveness does not always mean forgetting. We talked about how it does not always mean um, reconciliation or restoration. And so that is very true. You know, you get to determine what forgiveness looks like for you as it relates to that other person. Good. And so with that, we need to figure out, is the forgiveness true? Mm -hmm. Right. If it's true, because... And true, what what does that mean for you? How are you going to reach true forgiveness, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I think is when it comes to determining what forgiveness looks like for you, I think that's a part of what's going to help you in your outcome. You know, what is true forgiveness really going to look like for me? What is it going to take for me to get there? And so sometimes reconciliation, restoring the relationship that may not be a part of that. You know, whether you decide to reconcile with that person or reconcile that relationship, that's going to be a decision that you are going to have to make. Personal decision. A personal decision, you know, and you cannot let 
the other person influence your decision on that. That's going to be something that you're going to have to decide, Correct. you know, and I've heard people say things like, well, you must not have forgiven that person or they must not have forgiven that person because they no longer deal with that person. You know, how can you say you forgave them, but you refuse to deal with them or let them back in your life? That's not true. You can forgive someone and still keep them at a distance. You know, it's like we talked about earlier. When you forget, you choose to forget some of the things attached to it, right? Correct. And so it's like, I forgive you, but I don't want to let you back in because I touched that stove. I know that it's hot and I had to heal from it. If I touch it again, I'm going to have to get burned again and recover all over again. And so I choose to forgive you and then change, you know, the way that this relation operates or, you know, change how we move forward. And so that's a decision you're going to have to make for yourself. And sometimes we, what's what's funny about this part is sometimes in relationships and friendships and situationships, Mm -hmm. we just stop talking to people and they did nothing to us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes we just move on. We, right. we advance. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. So I never understand when you just advance or you move on in life. And because something happened, why do you feel like you problem? still have to? Why do you have to? Yeah. What people think is to um, uh, amend a relationship where it came with forgiveness, mm-hmm. you have to go back to normal. Exactly. That doesn't always happen. And what if, going back to normal, first of all, what if their behavior hasn't changed? Because remember, you're going to forgive them whether or not they're sorry, whether or not they acknowledge what they did. So they may be still doing the same things they did that hurt you in the first place, and but you're still going to choose to forgive them. So if the behavior hasn't changed, then why would you reconcile the relationship? You know, you're going to forgive them whether or not they apologize. So if they haven't even apologized to you and they know what they did, like you've told them, you talked about it, and they haven't even apologized, why would you reconcile the relationship? You know, I say, you know, forgiveness is one thing and we all need to practice it because we will all need it. So we need to walk in it, but don't let forgiveness make you foolish. Correct. You know, I, I am quick on that because... You have to know when to reconcile a relationship and when not to. And, you know, I use Jesus for this. Here I go. I know you probably thinking, here she goes. We're her ghetto analogies. Yes, because I use Jesus because I think about how, you know, he knew what Peter was going to do. He knew what Judas was going to do, right? And he loved Jesus loved all of us. He got on the cross for everybody, including, you know, all the people that wronged him or did something to him, did what Peter did. But at the end of the day, he chose to reconcile Peter, right? Peter was reconciled, but Judas was not. And so you have to be able to decide where reconciliation or mending that relationship needs to happen and where it should not. Because every uh, relationship, every to every person that you forgive that has wronged you, you may not reconcile that relationship, you know? And so we have to think about that. And that's why you get to determine what forgiveness looks like for you. True. And you have to understand, even like you said, even if, if you know, with Peter even, mm-hmm. Jesus was able to forgive and still they were able to move on. Sometimes you just have to be able to, in your process, in your way of thinking, move on and not be 
held on, as we were talking about Jesus, uh, Peter, the lie. Mm-hmm. You can't hold on to the lie if you want to move on. But then if you don't want to move on with the relationship, it is fine, but you still have to forgive the person in your heart. Exactly. So just like with Judas, he knew what Judas was going to do. He told Judas before he did it and told him, go do what you do. You know, so he forgave Judas, but that relationship was not reconciled. Well, that's where we say when people show you who they are. Believe them the first time. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, again, all of these are just... Um, Things that's going to help you, you know, as you try to forgive other people, you know, because again, you don't want to walk around with grudges and um, and bitterness, you know. Having grudges and having bitterness, sometimes people use it as armor. They use it for protection, you know, um, to try to deal with the hurt that they feel. And they think that that makes them strong, saying, you know what? I'm not going to forgive them. Why should I forgive them? No. Having those grudges. Like you're really hurting. Right. Like you're really hurting them. You're hurting yourself. yourself. You know? And walking around with those grudges and that bitterness, you know, and that anger and that hurt, that doesn't make you strong. It makes you weak because it's a weight. It's a pain. That you're carrying. It's pain. And it is a weight that you are carrying around with you that you didn't deserve. You're not even responsible for that. That's something someone else inflicted on you. But when you forgive, that makes you strong. And so you forgive not because they deserve it, not because they've acknowledged it, you know, not because they apologize, but because you deserve peace. Yes. And you deserve to be free. And you deserve to be whole and healthy and happy. And so we want to talk about a little bit also about what true forgiveness looks like, you know, so fake forgiveness, I'll say, versus versus true true forgiveness. Because sometimes we walk around and we think we've forgiven, whether it's ourselves, other people, whatever. We think we've forgiven them, but in reality, we really still haven't forgiven ourselves or, you know, forgiven other people. So let's talk about that a little bit. So if you feel like you, uh, or not feel, if you're having some type of anxiety, Mm -hmm. uh, about a situation and it's amazing. It could be a trigger, I would say, in oh, psychology, a trigger. Yes. Say a song comes on. That's a good uh, word for it. Something happens, a commercial, a mm-hmm. movie, something happened that just automatically yes. bring those thoughts, those yes. feelings back. Yes. Uh, then you realize, and I won't even say, I won't even say it's fake forgiveness at this point. I would say you're still in your process. Mm-hmm. You haven't totally forgave yet. Mm -hmm. You're still in the process of forgiving. Yes, because if you've ever had, like you said, you know, if you've ever been hurt to the point where, you know, there was a time when you couldn't even think about that hurt or that action without crying or just being so hurt and in so much pain, or you couldn't hear a song without feeling the pain all over again. Mm -hmm. And then later on, you know, you realize like, once you've healed, that you can think about it or you can listen to that same song and you remember, you remember like, man, that used to really get me. Or be you in know? the room, yeah. You remember like the pain that you used to feel, but now you don't feel the sting of it anymore. Yeah. That is an amazing yes. feeling. That is when you you're have forgiven peace. and you yeah. have, you're at peace, you know, because that's a very real thing. Certain things can be triggers for us when we're in the process of forgiveness and healing. 
from someone wronging us. And it can be, like you said, a commercial, a song, just thinking about it. But then as time goes on and you've forgiven and you've healed, you hear those same things, see those same things, doesn't see that same person, you. and you remember, but it doesn't even sting you. And so that goes back to what we talked about with forgetting, right. where people will say, well, if you don't forget, then you haven't, you know, you haven't no, really forgiven. Not, not necessarily true, right. you know, all the time, because again, you remember, like you said, I remember, okay, well, when I listened to that song in the past, I couldn't listen to it without crying, right. you know, but now... I'm okay. So I think that, you know, those types of things, if you're dealing with anxiety or you're still have these triggers, like you said, that is a sign that maybe you have not reached the point of true forgiveness. You're not all the way there. You know, maybe you think you are, but maybe you're not all the way in the process. Right. If you are punishing yourself, and when I say punishing yourself, where you with everything in you, Mm-hmm. You can't find happiness. Yes. You can't find joy because you are still binding in that hurt. Mm-hmm. And that hurt. And, and this, what people have to understand, this can go two ways. That hurt could be for the victim, mm-hmm. for the person you hurt, but it also can be for you, yes. the person that did the hurting. Yes. Because sometimes we also get caught up and that unhappiness, unworthiness. Mm-hmm. We punish ourselves for the things that we've done, even if we knew it or didn't know it. So intentionally or not intentionally, yep. we find that and we have to figure out how to find happiness yes. within ourselves. Right. So like you said, if you're still punishing yourself by not allowing yourself to be happy, you know, feeling like you don't deserve to be happy, then you have not reached that point in your process where you are walking in true forgiveness. Also, if you're still plotting revenge, you know, if you're trying to plot revenge and how you're going to get back at someone or you're bitter, you have not <laughs> reached true forgiveness. If you still well, think about fake forgiveness. all the ways, that's fake for sure. If you if tell you, the person, yes, I forgive you, but you but get on the phone with your girlfriend ways, on social media and you, you can get them. And you plotting and yeah, that's just not right. Right. Like you're trying to sabotage them, you haven't truly forgiven them. That's yeah, that's fake forgiveness. <laughs> Here's a big thing. Oh my God. If someone does something to you and you're saying, I forgive you, you know, you've told them, I forgive you for what you did, but you're still throwing it up in their face every chance they get, oh my God, that is not true forgiveness. And again, it's a process. We know that true forgiveness is a process, but it's something that you make a decision about every day over and over again. So every day, even as you're going through your process and you're healing, you have to make a decision that you are not going to do that. You are not going to keep throwing this thing up in this person's face or even to yourself. Stop thinking on that. Stop meditating. Meditate on things that are good report. Stop bringing that thing up to yourself all the time because it slows down your process. That's all it does when you continue to do that. When you throw it up in the faces of other people, it slows down your process for healing and theirs if they're trying to heal. And when you do it for yourself, for things that you've done, it slows down your process. And you also have to watch your words. Yes. You, words are powerful. We say this all the time. Words are powerful. If every time you see them or somebody mentioned them or something comes mm-hmm. up and your words is negative, yes. you are you are fake 
<laughs> you are fake forgiveness. That's fake forgiveness. Yes. You haven't really forgiven yeah. them. <laughs> now, if you're in the process, is one thing. But, but again, then you should you... be making that conscious decision every day yeah. over and over. So you're still not yeah, trying you... to speak. You're trying to be intentional, intentional about what you say and how you, you know. At least you should be. You should be. You should be being intentional. Or maybe not to say. Think yes, twice and exactly. speak once. If you, if somebody bring them up or something happened and you're continuing to discredit them or mm-hmm. talking about how they don't deserve something or you see they have moved on with their life mm-hmm. and, and they're doing this and that. up what they yes. did to discredit them or, you know, show that they don't deserve whatever is going on in their lives. Yeah. You're not walking in truth Again, as the Bible say, watch your conversation. Absolutely. Watch your conversation if everything, every time, you think of them or somebody bring it up or even to yourself, you're saying a negative jab, you are truly not working in forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes forgiveness is having a a still tongue. Mm -hmm. You know, you could say a lot of things. There's a lot of things I could say, but but I won't. You stand still Mm -hmm. and know, you know. And so that's what we have to do. We have to know how to stand still. Forgiveness starts in your mind. Again, a decision, a choice as we started out. If you keep saying negative things or keep bringing up the past, Mm -hmm. what that's your choice. Absolutely. So that's your choice to still marinate and that hurt. Right. And that's why, like we said, it's a decision that you make. It's a choice. So it starts in your head, right? Mm -hmm. And then your mouth. So you're going to make this decision. You're going to say, I'm choosing to walk in forgiveness. I'm going to forgive myself or I'm going to forgive someone else, whatever it is. And you're saying it, right? You're going to say, I forgive you. I forgive myself, right? So it's in your head. It's in your mouth when you start. But the truth is, it has to permeate your heart. It has to. And a lot of times, that's why... We do these things and we're not walking in true forgiveness. You know, we're throwing it up in someone else's face or you're sitting there plotting revenge because you've said, oh, I'm going to forgive. And, you you know, your head, you made the decision. Your mouth is saying, I'm going to forgive. But your heart, you have not, it has not permeated your heart. Yeah. Your heart has not decided or accepted or received that forgiveness. And so what we want you to do is, if you're going to get true forgiveness, like we want it to be so that you get to a place where you can pray for that other person. You know, right. you can sincerely pray that God blesses them. Yes. That's how you know, too, that you are in a place of true forgiveness. You know, you also have to, you know, to get to your heart. You know, it's easy for words to come off of our lips. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can make your mouth say anything. Yeah, but the heart, even 14 chapter St. John says to let not. Mm-hmm. your heart be troubled. So when you go to God, you need to be able to say whether, again, you did it to the person or you're the victim of the person. You need to be able to say, Father, allow my heart to not be troubled. Mm-hmm. And also, I like that. Also, you know, walk with the other person. Teach them transgression so the hurt that I feel, they don't cause to anyone else. Because remember, a lot of times the people that hurt us the most are the people that was closest to us. Absolutely. And then for you, you know, like we said, so for those other people, you want to pray. You want to get to the point where you truly and sincerely pray for them. You pray that God blesses them, that he forgives them, that he changes them, right? That he makes them better. But for you... You also got to get to the place where you can look back on what you did, you know, the actions that you, you know, you caused or the hurt that you caused and remember it so that you never do it again, but be free. 
Be free of the bondage, the weight of it, you know? And once you are free, you free yourself. You don't let other people's other people hold that weight over your head as yeah. well, but be free of it, you know, and that's going to take prayer and that's going to take work in a process as well because it's an action, you know, it's something that you're going to have to actually do over and over again. But if you're going to truly live that life, you're going to have to forgive. It's just a matter of fact. You cannot live a transformed, healed, affirmed, triumphant life if you're struggling with forgiveness. True. Right? Because and remember, it's a process. It's a process because you can't live that life, you know, if you're struggling with forgiveness because you're not perfect. Number one, you're going to need forgiveness and you're going to have to give forgiveness because if you want to have love in your life, true love, whether that is, you know, family relationships uh, romantic relationships, friendships, whatever it is, if you're going to have love in your life, then you're going to have to have forgiveness because true love requires true for- forgiveness. Yes, yes. And so, you know, if you're going to love people, then you're going to have to be able to forgive people. That's in your relationships with your parents, with your children. You know, you're going to have to forgive them and you're going to have to be forgiven. Yes. And again, especially in relationships especially and marriages. In a marriage. You're going yeah. to have, especially if you're trying to move forward. Yes. In the relationship. And you want it to be healthy. Yes. You're going to have to forgive. Mm-hmm. And both parties are going to have to understand the process of Absolutely. forgiving. And you're going to have to extend grace. Absolutely. You're going to have to extend grace to others. You're going to have to exercise forgiveness. Make that decision over and over again every day. And listen, it's not easy. You know, the Bible says that God is is faithful and that he's just to forgive us. And we're grateful for that because we want him to forgive us. Right. right. And we want to be like him. But sometimes we need help with that because it's not easy. True. So talk about a couple of tools. We won't get, get into it too deep, but talk about a couple of tools, quick tools that can help with forgiveness. Again, this is our theory of tools and truly, truly being able to give oneself. The first is acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. We need to acknowledge what happened, whether it was you or someone else. Now, many times we hear the cliche, forgive and forget. Uh, We're not asking you to forget. We want you to acknowledge it happened because if you just quick to forget you can allow things to happen again. So you need to acknowledge what happened, especially if it's factual. Absolutely. Then you have to accept that the actions of the responsible persons or party are strictly of their own. Right. So acceptance. You know, we talked a little bit about that earlier. Like, you need to accept that the actions of that party were their own. So whether it was you, if you wronged someone, you need to accept that you are the responsible party. You are responsible for your actions. It's nothing that the other person did or other people did that made you do what you did. You are responsible for that. And then the same thing for when someone wrongs you. You need to accept that they are responsible for their actions because sometimes we walk around and we carry that weight of what someone else did to us. You know, what did I do? Or maybe, no, whatever they did, They are responsible. So you need to accept that the actions of the responsible party are their actions and no one else. Exactly. And then you need to own the pain by the power of ownership. Yes. And so 
as you just said, whether you were the person or not the person, you need to own the pain. So if you were raped or something happened, Mm -hmm. you are the victim, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, that person, maybe they did or didn't forgive you. Mm -hmm. But you have to, as you say, acknowledge it happened, accept, you know, uh, the responsible things that happened. But at the same time, to take ownership of the, the hurt. Yes. As we talked about earlier, forgiveness is a mental and emotional thing. You have a right Mm -hmm. to feel how you feel and to go through the process. Own the pain. Don't dismiss it. Don't suppress it. Own the pain associated with the action. Whether it was you who wronged someone, own it. Own that you caused pain to someone else and yourself. And if someone wronged you, own the fact that you were hurt. Yes, but that you feel pain from but that even situation. With the ownership, don't take heed to I was at the wrong place. I, I didn't do this. Mm-hmm. I should have did that. I'm talking about own the pain, not take the responsibility right. you of are just the action. Owning the pain associated yes. with it. Yes. Because you've already done acceptance, right? You've already accepted that the actions of the responsible party are up to them. Yeah, they are responsible right. for their action, right? The ownership of the pain is you just saying. You know what? Someone wronged me and it hurts. Yes. I'm hurting. That hurt me. Or if you wrong someone, you're saying, I hurt them. I caused them pain. And, you know, and and inadvertently probably hurt yourself too. Right. Pain by goes doing both it. ways. Right. So usually. When you hurt someone, <laughs> if you are a person, especially if you're a believer, it should hurt you that you hurt them. So all we're saying is, own the pain associated with what happened. And then the last thing we'll talk about is healing. Correct. You need to seek healing, and that's part of the process. And again, it was we talked about everybody's time frame is different, but you have to begin the healing. You have to start. You have to make that decision. If it's a sore on your arm and you keep picking the scab, mm-hmm. blood is going to keep coming. It's going to take longer for it to heal. Yes. You have to allow the process of healing. Healing is very, very, very powerful. Yes. I know this for myself. Mm-hmm. In my life, I've had to ask for forgiveness by using the points we just discussed. Yeah. I've had to acknowledge my own errors. Yes. I have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And I had to acknowledge that. I had to point that out for myself and know that I have hurt some people. Mm-hmm. I have done some wrong to people. And then I had to accept the pain mm-hmm. that I caused on other people. Mm-hmm. I had to really accept that. I had to deal with that. And so when I when I went through the acknowledging and the acceptance, and sometimes when you are the person mm-hmm. that is causing the pain or causing the errors. People don't get that, you know, especially I I, I will say when you are true and a true believer and understand God, Mm -hmm. you know, people don't get that you may be hurting as well. Even though you cause some of these Mm -hmm. things, you could be hurting as well. So I had to take ownership. I had to own the pain that I caused on others and had to understand uh, even when I didn't understand what they were feeling and may still be feeling because as we talked yes. about it, everybody deals with forgiveness and getting through it at a different time. So exactly. even today, some people may still be in some pain that I have caused. But what I realized is 
I was in true pain. Mm-hmm. I was in true pain. I was hurting for years for some things I had caused. I was hurting for some time and was still existing. Now, let mm. me say that I was not living. Mm. I was literally yeah. existing and I had came to a point in my life where I didn't feel worthy enough. Mm-hmm. Now, get it. Work, church, school, everything was still going. On the outside, it looked well. But on the inside, I was a wreck. Mm-hmm. And people didn't understand that. I, I, would, I would realize it many times when I left a place. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about earlier, you know, when you're preaching, teaching, counseling, doing all mm-hmm. these things in front of people, but you still feel broken. Yes. I was broken, but I was broken because of some pain I caused on other people, which called a ricochet for myself. That is important. That's that's deep because we talked about that. We said, you know, when you are a person, especially a believer, when you hurt other people, when you know that you've caused pain to other people, it hurts you. Right. You know, you're hurting for them and then it hurts you that you inflicted that right. pain. And you can't, you can't, you know, we talked about it. You can you could say all the words, but sometimes if a person not there, the other person not there, it's doesn't mean a whole lot to them at that time. Right. And if you're the person that is asking for forgiveness, you know, you're the person that did the wrong, like we talked about earlier, you don't get to set the timetable no. <laughs> for the no. person. So they may be where they are. And that's why I say some people may still be there. Yeah. Some people may still be there. And so I had to learn. I had to really learn this. I deserved a healing. Mm. I couldn't set, I couldn't wait till all the other people was okay Mm -hmm. and then walk into a healing. God had to really knock me over the head and tell me that you too, you know, you've done all the things that you could do. You're not doing those things no more. And that's key. You have to ask you know, the 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 people that you've hurt for forgiveness. Yes. And if you've done that, like you said, you've done that. You've turned away. You're not doing whatever it was again. And so now Yes. I I, I had to, you know, fifty first of Psalm. And this <laughs> is what really got me through David, fifty first of Psalms, where I had to purge. Mm-hmm. I had to really purge. And that takes some time. That really takes some time to purge. And then I had to make. And when I say make, that's action. I had to start working Mm. on myself. I had to start working on my mental thoughts. I had to start working on my spiritual thoughts. I had to start making, you know, conscious decision of the choices that I'm making. I had to hide. I had to hide. And I'm not saying so much hide, uh, the errors or the sin, but I'm talking about I had to hide, you know, that, that, that those things that come up to continue to make you feel unworthy. Mm -hmm. I had to tell them you can't live here. You had to block, I had to block that out. I had to create and understand that God wants me to live. Mm -hmm. You know, God wants me to continue to go forth. So I had to cast 
all my cares on him. You know, it's like fishing. I had to throw out a net and say, God, now that I'm creating and casting, what will you have me to do? And then I had to restore. I had to ask God to restore within me the joys of his salvation because I was lost. I didn't feel worthy enough. And I'm talking about going to church, going to all these Mm -hmm. things, doing all these things, but still didn't find restoration, less known resurrection. And then God told me, because again, I didn't feel worthy enough. And this is where kind of this podcast come in and different other things is he said, 51st Psalms 13, then you will teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted. And so I had to look at it and realize the things I have done, I'm not going, that's not going to be my ending. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be my story. That's not going to be the way I'm going to leave here. My job now is to teach transgressors and the way, teach people into a way of being redeemed, being restored, being resurrected, even from their self and even from their own hurt. Mm-hmm. That is the goal. That's why I'm trying to go with forgiveness. So I'm praying and believing as we sit here and tell you about true forgiveness. I am a witness. I had to go through the process. Yes. And again, like we talked about, it's many things we said today, uh, not going back, not talking negative, finding joy and happiness within yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to do the healing, affirm some things, even if it's the 14th chapter of St. John, let not my heart be troubled. These are the things you have to find and seek for healing. And if for some reason you still are in a place where you've heard what we said, you've tried to acknowledge, you've tried to accept, you try to own, and you still can't figure out where to go, you know, we are able as transformation strategists to help you at least go through that process. Transition through that process. Absolutely. I saw a quote that said, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that that person is you. And so that is so true. You know, you are the person that is bound when you can't forgive. And once you forgive, you realize that you are free. And so we believe that you can do this, you know. You need to do this yeah. for yourself. It's important for you. You have to do this. Your peace depends on it. You know, the fulfillment of your life depends on it. Do the work. Make the decision. Forgive. Get out there and, and live, live that, that life, life now. now. Well, that wraps up another episode. Thank you for being about that life. That transformed, healed, affirmed, triumphant life. Go win and meet us here next week for another episode. Live that life now. But no matter what, you just keep winning. Just keep winning. Just keep winning. 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 To every winner, every champion, every overcomer. Are you a corporation in need of coaching and training? A church or nonprofit that's seeking speakers, coaching, or training services? Conference organizer in need of a keynote speaker? Or a couple seeking relationship, premarital, or marital counseling or coaching? Great. Great. You You are are part part of our C C factor. Factor. That Life is a faith-based 
firm that provides speaking, coaching, training, and consultant services. Are you ready to be about that life? That life specializes in helping individuals and organizations create transformational shifts that help them transition from caterpillars to beautiful butterflies. And we're looking to connect with decision makers who are booking upcoming retreats, conferences, or trainings. We are also available for group or one-on-one coaching and consultant services. Please contact us for a free consultation at livethatlifenow at gmail.com. And remember to live live that that life life now. now.